Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, this AEW CMML thing is definitely a thing. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to a brand new week. But we do reverse the clocks and go back to Saturday. So we have to ups and downs for AEW Collision. And who else is terrified about the next seven days? My hand stays in the upward position because 2024 in wrestling has been far too crazy and I need some sleep. But instead, I will stand here and wave my arms around. That's right. Let's up those down. Also, please do remember to get your tickets for the live show over WrestleMania weekend with the What Culture Guys, which is a terrible way to word a sentence. But yeah, we did indeed start off with the Blackpool Comeback Club, taking on the CMML guys. And now we've got two new ones. Because it was SVA and Star Jr. And now, of course, people are going, I don't know who they are. Well, now you do, because they just had a match against Claudio and John Moxley. Very sadly for them, they got their asses whipped. And if you are going to open the forbidden door, you may as well let everybody in. And we started with Mox and Star Jr. here. But as soon as the star tried to lock in his submission, Castigno just walked in and went, and he stomped on him. So that's not very nice. But do not worry, because SVA then joined his friend, and they pretended to do some dives. And the BCC ran away, and the CMLL guys were like, ha ha, you're idiots. Claudio and SVA were in the main guys, and I tell you, the mask man, didn't do himself any favors. He instantly went into the big swing. And I was like, bro, this match has barely begun. Star Jr. sorted that with a head scissors and arm drag when they decided, you know what, no more funny business. We've got a job to get done. And finally, they did the double dives. I think what I may do throughout 2024 and see if there is one wrestling show where you don't get a dive. And I'll bet my hair it doesn't happen. It is the same with Springboard. So when Star tried that one, he got waffled with the Saget uppercut. We just met SVA, got the hot tag, and he did this thing, and he was all over John Moxley. He also kind of got this Indian deathlock pin thingamajig, which is amazing. And he did this wonderful senton. And I was like, I'm glad you're here. SVA then hit this awesome Springboard lung blower as well. But at that point, Jonathan was totally done. So he took his head off with a lariat. And then this man, he went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. But I think he was doing it as kind of a diss to the Mexicans. He was like, ha, 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 Libre is funny. Star Jr. then got the warmer tag, but he didn't do much of anything because Claudio just grabbed him and threw him into a Moxley cutter. That was pretty damn cool. When SVA got power bombed, as Moxley did indeed lock on the cross arm breaker, and he got the tap out submission win instantly. Moxley was also so pissed that he had to go through this again. He told all of CMLL and anybody in the back they could defeat them, 
when FTR must have been sat in the entranceway going, hey, I tell you, if anybody makes any kind of quip like that, we're going out there because their music played instantly. John also pushed Dax right in the face so a big brawl broke out. And look, I understand this is a little bit random, but who doesn't want John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus FTR? There's no way it can be bad. This is like winning the lottery and somebody giving you the numbers beforehand. Hopefully we don't forget that FTR and Daniel Garcia are going after the trio's titles, but there's loads of Blackpool combat member guys too, so maybe we can squish it all in. This is a very good start. Up. AEW also made sure to tell you why we're not going there directly though. Daniel Garcia then had a flipping match. He was also taking on Shane Taylor and of course Matt Menard was on commentary, but this one just felt like a sport because of course Shane is more of a big man, slapping man meat kind of a dude, whereas Garcia is a technical fighter. That's exactly what they both did. It meant that early on, Taylor just tried to slug this guy. So Garcia was like, I'm going to have to pick the leg. But when he got chopped, he then went back to the dragon screws. And then he got booted out the ring. Whoops. Shane is just too strong. Taylor then hit this excellent leg drop. But that meant he did get carried away because he tried to do one again. And that's when Daniel was like, I must go after that walking device. Because if he can't stand on the damn thing, I'm probably going to win. Can you believe it? He was right. He figured out this puzzle. Because when Shane Taylor went to do another move, he was like, oh, no, I can't do it. I'm all screwed up. Before that, though, he did hit this excellent bomb of power for a one-two-oo. But when Daniel Garcia went for the pile driver, Shane, I was like, stop doing that, get off me. He went for the back body drop, which is when somehow, as he was coming back down, Daniel Garcia kind of moved into the leg lock position. He applied this, and Shane had no choice but to tap out. So again, that's kind of like a finish you would see in a quote-unquote real fight. It was awesome. It also mean Danny's 2024 run continues, and that is going to all tie in later as well. I was such a fan of this. I didn't see it coming. Uh, they got reminded about the Young Bucks trying to kill Stig and Darby Allen on Dynamite when Eddie Kingston was doing a promo. And let's just pull down the does Eddie Kingston know that wrestling is a work machine? And of course, the answer is no. He has no idea, but it makes wrestling so much better. Because he was totally appalled about what Matthew and Nicholas Jackson had done, so he must be gunning for them. But before that, he's also disgusted by Brian Danielson because last week when Brian Keith was having his big moment, what did the American Dragon do? He mugged him off. Therefore, he does want to put his Continental Classic title on the line at Revolution against Brian. And when Danielson loses, he's going to have to shake Eddie's hand. That's really made me laugh. It's a bit like, Ed, I don't think that's going to count that much. It's basically a tainted handshake. Kingston knows this, though, because, of course, Brian does not respect him. Seriously, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson, round two or whatever it is. Just very excited about it. These two are some of the best wrestlers doing their thing right now. This collision was loaded with matches too. And I popped huge after this because here came the Outrunners. Because look, anytime they are on TV, I'm just going to sing their praises. And they do have a new gimmick, which is trying to win two on one matches. I mean, they lost to Hook last week. And this time they were trying to beat Brian Cage. Once again, Truth and Turbo got absolutely destroyed. I do absolutely love them, though, for two reasons. I mean, one here, they came out with Chance, the Gelia monster, whatever it's called, that is the mascot of the Golden Knights. And two, (laughs) I mean, they were absolutely pulverized. I mean, Cage just went super big guy 9000 here because he gave him the double suplex. He gave him this crazy bomb of power when he locked in the Cloverleaf submission for the tap-out victory. I was like, why is this the theme of collision? Everybody is winning with tap-outs. So there must have been a memo or something, and just when Chance was going to dance with Prince Nana, Brian Cage absolutely wrecked him, and the crowd was so upset. 
and I got it, so was I. Nobody was more pissed off than Hook, though, because he came out to fight with Brian and they brawled to the back. So now, of course, they both have beaten the Outrunners, which leaves only one question. Can they beat themselves? No, that's not right. That sounded terrible out of context. You know what I'm saying. So this is my kind of wrestling, as you know. But look, we also got the continuation of this Brian Cage Hook stuff. And we've kept Hook on TV after all of his stuff with Samoa Joe. Once again, I'm not going to be upset by that. I think it's very well done. Ah. We then have the oddest sight after this. Because the Undisputed Kingdom were yelling at Ishii. Now, of course, it was a way to make sense of the fact that we are getting the New Japan legend taken on Orange Cassidy. Because Roderick was telling him, listen, I haven't forgotten what you did to me in Ring of Honor six years ago. So if you do win that international title, Ishii, I'm coming for you. They're also annoyed because they got kicked out of chaos yonks ago and nobody told them why. And listen, I love it when wrestling does reference things from way back in the past because it feels like you have an ecosystem and it all ties in. It ended with Ishii refusing to shake Roderick's strong hand. I was like, yeah, why would he? You were just horrible to him. But this was yet another thing of collision. Handshakes going awry, you will see. When Adam Copeland arrived, this dude loves collision. Instantly, the rankings came into play because Tony Schiavone explained that, listen, man, you're doing really well and you're number three in those rankings. But because Swerve Strickland and the Hangman Adam Page are ahead of you and they're going after the world championship, you have your pick of the litter. So Edge, excuse me, Adam Copeland was all like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Although, obviously, I do. I've been going after Christian Cage. I choose you. And there are a couple of teasers in here because Copeland made sure to say, hey, Young Bucks, I didn't like what you did either. So we're teasing that tag team match. And he told Edward Kingston he wants a piece of him. So we're just planting those seeds. It was also true because we had a callback from earlier because Daniel Garcia walked out here and he was like, listen, Adam, it's great that you want to fight for the TNT title. But actually, if you look at my win-loss record, it features a victory over the patriarchy. So I want that sleeveless turtleneck guy too. Now, Copeland totally respected this because he likes the way that Daniel Garcia goes about things. So he was like, hey, we do have a little show. Go Dynamite on Wednesday. So now it's going to be you versus me, the last man standing gets caged. They did indeed shake hands afterwards. And this is why I just talked to you about handshakes. Because when Garcia tried to walk away, Adam pulled him in. He was like, listen, pal, the only reason I'm not going to destroy you right now is because you had a match. But come the middle of the week, I'm going to kick your ass. And he was really mad. Now, small part of me thinks that Garcia should win because he is on such a roll. But I guess that Adam Copeland can win and we can go do the other one later down the line. But I like this segment, and it was a good reminder why having Adam Copeland in AEW is so worthwhile. And if you don't think that, well, you're allowed. But I also think some people are being negative Nancys. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, and Stokely Hathaway were then backstage with Randy Paquette. Randy was like, "Look, I don't want to be that guy." But I actually think you teaming up with Stoke has been a benefit. As always, these guys are hilarious because they're all like, listen, Julia Hart and Sky Blue, you can hang out in Hot Topic and listening to Evanescence, but that doesn't make you badasses. Quite like Evanescence. The last album was far better than I was expecting. Chris and Willow then made it clear that they've done all of the talking, but they want a match. And Stoke was like, yeah, well, look, I'd love to do that but I'm blocked by Tony Khan, but don't worry, I'll figure it out. So these three are totally great and we should do more with them when Brody King ate Mark Briscoe. Of course he did. The thing is, this dynamic worked perfectly because you do have two guys that want to brawl, but also on commentary we're told that Mark Briscoe is expecting a brand new child, so just when you thought he couldn't babyface himself more, well, he found a way to do it. He also just punched each other in the face to begin when Brody King just flattened him in the corner with a cannonball, and he did the same with a senton. I mean, it was like watching something get squished. Certainly, Brody then forgot not to be an Arkhamverse villain because he did the charge and Mark got out of the way, where he instantly hit a neckbreaker, and then things went nuts. He went and got a chair and jumped off it to the outside to take out King when he was going to set up a table as the referee got in his face and said, listen, my friend, you can't use that kind of thing. This is just a normal match. You won't be expecting this, but down. And this is me being a mega geek, because literally a few days ago, I saw Swerve Strickland and Adam Page use a piece of wood and nobody cared about that. In fact, I'm pretty sure the official was encouraging it. Now, given that five minutes later, Brody King pushed Mark Briscoe through the table, and once again, nobody cared. Well, that's two plus two equals potato, and it doesn't make any sense. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, but I saw it, and now I can't unsee it. Before all this, though, somehow Mark was able to fight out all of this, and he hit the ten punches in the corner like it was 1980. When he did another crazy dive... The man is so much fun to watch. Brody was back on top before he tried another corner charge, which he missed, and as he was flipping Bane. And this is when Mark Briscoe hit the DVD, and all of a sudden you thought, holy crap, he's gonna win. So he climbed to the top of Tina the Turnbuckle. This when Julia Hart was there. She cast distraction. <laughs> yes, that's when Briscoe did get pushed through the damn table. But I tell you, in terms of a sight to see, that was pretty damn amazing. It was also the end because Brody just grabbed him and gave him this gonzo bomb for the one, two, three. When you won't believe this, he held Mark Briscoe as Julia got in the ring when she revealed that she had a spike and she stabbed Mike Briscoe right in the head. What? So I've decided to bring it back because that's right. It's the crime counter, wherever the hell it is. And it goes up to one. You can't do that in professional wrestling. You'd definitely be arrested. So make sure you ignore all the other nonsense I did rant about because this was just such a good fight. I could watch them fight for days. Uh, Brian Keith then cut a quick promo basically to tell you that he is officially All Elite when we've got Deanna Prozzo versus Kira Hogan. Now look, this was the first one of those matches where you're like, <laughs> I know who's definitely going to win here, but we actually tied it up in this neat little package to promote the pay-per-view. Because the whole idea here was to turn Deanna into a super contender, so she was messing around with Kira Hogan's arm to begin with. And every time Hogan tried to get back into this, Pratt was like, sorry, listen, I am the number one contender, and I'd be booked to look strong. Venus DeMilo, tap out win. 
which is another one. The thing is, though, we back to back the women's matches. So Tony Storm walked out after this, and she looked at Deonna, and Deonna looked at her, and this time she was taken on Queen Aminata. Now, you probably could have gone, well, I'm sure this would be really quick too, but no, because recently we have been heating up Her Majesty. Once again, she had another great show. Now, there was kind of a stalemate here because they must have watched the last match and they were both going after the other person's arm when Storm got bored of this, did a fez press, and they basically booted Amanita right in the face. When she did go for the sweet chin music, though, Amanita had a plan and she turned it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. She got a pretty good down one, two, ooh off that. Sadly, she needs to work harder. She then kicked Tony for another near fall, but then Storm was able to come back with a DDT. But when the timeless one tried for the pile driver, somehow the queen turned that into the air raid crash. So once again, we need that all elite graphic soon. She's earned it. Aminata then decided she'd try for her own sweet cheek music or hip attack, but that didn't work because she got tripped, which is when Tony was like, I'm going to do it. Hit the Storm Zero. And yeah, she got the one, two, three. That was super excited because she grabbed a mic and said, yes, I will reveal my brand new film. Come Dynamite or Diamante, whatever she calls it. Please let this be as ridiculous as I want. I need it. This was really well done though. And I actually think Dionna versus Tony is going to be one of the highlights from Revolution. Giving it up. And it was the same for our main event because it was one of those fever dream matches. Orange Cassidy versus a she. Now, even though it was a she, Cassidy tried his pocket trick and a drop kick, but surprise, surprise, a she just looked at him is like, that's all you've got? You're gonna try and kick me? You better come up with something better. Orange then attempted to do some forearms, but of course that was equivalent of kissing a wall. What you're trying to achieve here when a she just smashed him one and the piece of fruit went down, he's definitely an apple man. Cassidy then realized he had to get going, so he hit the stun dog millionaire and a DDT before he followed it up with a dive. And this one, I will give a little bit of a pass to. The man was desperate. It was Triple E2 as well because he hit two more DDTs, which didn't work when he decided, well, why don't I do the weak kicks? I was losing my mind here. I was like, what are you doing? I was right too because the Shia came exploding out and gave him this mad shoulder tackle. The Zest went everywhere. And he gave him the brain buster suplex. Kind of served it right. A chop then floored Orange, which meant his HP was desperately low, so he had to take a med pack. And while that did allow him to hit the beach break, Ishii leveled him with a bomb of power. I mean, it honestly felt like he could have won five times over. He didn't know, so Orange started to spam the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, where he hit another beach break. But do you want to know what Ishii did? He just kicked out. He doesn't care. He then hit his sliding lariat and no-sold another Orange punch as he got the headbutt. And this was just another classic from these two. I mean, it's not a classic. That's a wild exaggeration. But once again, if you told me they were going to fight next week, I'd still tune in. Cassidy, by this point, was in a proper state of fear. So when Ishii went to do another suplex, he was like, ah, screw this. He cast his special and he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The surprise roll-up. And this time he did get the three. But once again, Ishii was ready to fight right after this. So in a way, Orange stole one. There was more after this as well because the Undisputed Kingdom were in the ring and they dropped Orange Cassidy with a pile driver to continue that feud when finally Ishii and Trent chased them away. If I was Cassidy, I'd be like, listen guys, why couldn't you have turned up 10 seconds earlier? Now my head hurts. So I do love the fact that AEW told you yonks ago that we were going to get strong versus Cassidy and now we're just taking baby steps. Listen, there was a time in wrestling when we were never going to get matches like this. So I'm not going to get mad at them now. The impossible has become a reality. 
up. Which of course brings us to the end of Collision and in terms of a wrestling show where you just want to see wrestling, surely Saturday nights are becoming that night. That's all AEW does do. So it is getting an up and please do make sure you like the video, share the video and subscribe. There is a video on the screen which is ups and downs so smack and down. My word, there's a lot to talk about from that thing. Otherwise, leave a comment. Let me know what you think about all the sports entertainment right now. Otherwise, I will see you throughout the week. Do we have a pay-per-view this weekend? Don't think so. Or is it the Elimination Chamber? I don't know. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.